Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi, and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and the sober curious. This is episode 34, and it's really good to be back because we've taken a break over Easter, and um, which was actually really needed, I think. We were both quite tired, and... Mm. um, but now it's oh well we're still really tired. <laughs> we weren't yesterday. We're like yay, let's quickly record a pod, and now we're we're really tired. But um, it's really really good to be back. So we're going to look at what happened over the Easter holiday, and it was a really busy time actually. So we were look, going to look at what we've learned um, and just have a, a sort of a catch up really and check in with each other. So um, hi Mandy, hello, how, how are you doing? Yeah, but slightly more jaded than I was yesterday. Um, I had like the worst drinking dream last night. Um, and I, I really don't have them very often. Um, and it was, it was just horrible. And it, what I felt like was that I was really detached from what was going on, which kind of made me feel a bit uncomfortable. But anyway, I woke up at half five and I journaled about it and uh, wrote about it and um, so it's gone now so I'm all right but um, yeah a bit sort of uh, you're you're lucky I managed to put a bra on for you because it, it was it was a close <laughs> call there I was like, am I actually gonna get out of my pajamas um, but I managed it so I'm fully dressed everyone will be pleased to know well I'm um, really glad that you shared that and that you did that and well thank done. you well done sometimes well actually sometimes it's bloody miracle really isn't it so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so where was... and how are you dude oh yeah how am i um well the children have gone back to school so obviously i'm a lot better than i was um <laughs> And I'm all right, you know, like I keep, I said to you earlier, didn't I? I'm getting a bit fed up with myself going, oh God, you know, it is difficult. Things still aren't totally plain sailing with the whole education and child situation. But um, I do think we're getting there and, you know, there's a lot of support kicking in now and he seems a lot happier. So just tentatively, things feel a little bit, better there um and it does feel like a new start like it's a new term so Mm. um and it's really awful isn't it because I want to be really really grateful all throughout the holidays and just be like focusing on what what I've got um but as an introvert and a highly sensitive person I I literally like I crave my space to put myself to back together so much Mm. and we were talking weren't we yesterday about like um the different well I think I was you said something and then I went oh if the difference between what is and what should be is the same we're all like yay and if the difference between what is and what should be what you in your head should be is Mm. big like there's a big gap then you're like boo and I was a bit like that it's just like I actually need to just be like on my own for a bit but I can't but I should be really grateful and I should be enjoying myself and I should be enjoying their childhoods and I should be smiling at my husband more you know so there was there was still all of that going on so Mm. you know so yeah Yeah. so happy to turn the page thanks for that you're like yeah all right get on with it (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, then moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So, yeah, we wanted to just um, catch up on what we've... There's been quite a lot of growth and learning despite all the difficulties. And, and, um, and I really felt that I wanted to refocus myself and just the conversation really about growth and development. Um, so I was really lucky. So over our break, I went away to a creative workshop um, so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk also about our first workshop uh, with Jolene Park in Brighton, which was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, we kind of were brainstorming our, our biggest learnings over the last few weeks. Um, for me, it's been a real shift in understanding um, a bit more about myself and about personalities, I guess, um, we did a lot of work when I was... So the, the workshop I went to was in Mulrani in um, the west coast of Ireland. So really sort of wild area, but rich in history. Um, and it was a group of eight women. So there were... There's actually... It's worth looking into. I'm going to look into it. But there's um, a creative collective called the Biscuit collective I believe um, and three of the the women that were there were part of that so there was two photog professional photographers and Amanda Grace who is a professional artist who facilitated the weekend well five days actually um, and so apparently that's a really amazing community if you're you know have a creative uh, outsource for meeting people and and kind of supporting people so there's a, there was a lot of support women supporting women um, and then there was myself and another woman from America who knew Amanda through the Unruffled uh, podcast group, so through kind of recovery circles. And then there was another two women who knew her through kind of journaling and through art um, as a creative kind of outlet. Um, and then the, the last woman didn't know anything about anything uh, to do with it. She just saw it online and thought it sounded good. And she was an absolutely fascinating woman from Switzerland who used to be a professional mime artist in Paris with... Um, um, with Marcel Marceau. With Marcel Marceau, yeah. yeah. And, um, and now she's a kind of a business mindset coach, very successful woman, um, so really fascinating mix of people. Mm. Um, but yeah, lots of learning for me in terms of um, understanding, you know, creativity, spirituality, all those things are very much part of the kind of feminist spirits, but feminist soul, you know, the, is it the left side of the brain? Yeah. And do you mean feminine or feminist? Um, Both. Fem feminine, I believe. Um, and I'm very, I have been very much driven by the masculine side. So um, we did quite a lot of tests and quite a lot of kind of work on personality types and realised quite a, how much I've suppressed those sides of me, you know, and also sort of society has suppressed those sides of me, you know, that was like kind of Part of it is survival, you know, so the masculine is strong, they're, um, they deal with stuff, they, you know, get stuff done. Um, but also, you know, when I was at school, art was very competitive, so I 
quickly sort of my confidence wasn't there so as, as soon as it was supposed to be put in a box and and good or in some way kind of assessed uh, I completely kind of um, let that side of myself go um, and in terms of kind of spirituality spirituality has been very negative for me my my whole life through the learnings that I've taken from my parents because they're both you know socialists so organized religion in our household has had a very sort of negative connotation. And I, I still feel quite strongly about that, you know? Um, so yeah, there was loads of learning for me in terms of, um, I felt very much like an imposter or I was trying to work out who I wanted to be. I felt very, uh, the first day I was so excited and so full of me, um, and then all those insecurities of being too much or too loud or too present kind of took over, um, which culminated in me having a massive sort of migraine for the rest of the time that I was there. Um, but I came away learning that women are incredibly strong and incredibly uh, soft and wonderful and you know and there was so much support for me there um, that creativity can be whatever you want it to be and I absolutely loved it you know I got messy and I made you know pages and stuff thing and threw things at it you know it was ex extremely kind of expressive art form um, and all these women were owning their spirituality in their own ways you know there was a lot of kind of um readings of from all different types of religion from buddhism from um christian texts from all sorts of stuff from spirituality in general um and it felt frightening but it felt interesting mm. you know so um mm. and lots about sort of old customs and um looking into history which i found really interesting um yeah, so... you're reminding when you said that you just reminded me of something that Tara Moore said, um, and she took this from the, um, Judaism, and the difference when pe when things feel f scary, and it was for women as she wrote the book, mm. um, it was the difference between pashad, which is frightening when something's like a lion is going to attack you, so we're, we have only one word for it, like fear but they have two, and Yire, I think it is, G-J-I-R-E-H, um, and that means that the kind of feeling you're going to get when you start, you inhabit a larger space, or when you come across mm. something big, and it sounds like that's what you had, you were about to inhabit a bigger space, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, and it was, you know, and I, I often think when people are kind of sober curious or, or outside of sober circles, they kind of look in and it, like, I'm very conscious of that too, that people going to, people in my real life will look at me and be like, oh my God, like what's she going on about? She's had this like spiritual awakening or, you know, she's going to, like there's so much negativity attached to all that. And I've, I've thrown a lot of negativity attached mm. to it. Um, but and I, I, I'm not religious, like it's just, it's not something that attaches itself to me. But what I'm understanding is that, you know, sort of the, I've been reading Brené Brown as well. 
Um, and, you know, she says that spirituality is the connection that is to something that's bigger than you. And I, again, I've, I've rejected that because I'm like, I don't understand that. I'm not into a higher power. Like, I don't believe in God, etc. But what I'm understanding is that I can have my own interpretation of mm. that. And my own interpretation of that is humanity and kindness. Like, it is people being good to people mm. and having collective joy. And that's something else that came out of it. There were a couple of moments where being with people doing the same thing yeah. felt really fucking good. Mm. And I actually wrote a post about this last year when I was, I had a moment of pure happiness, mm. which could be read as, you know, a moment of spiritual yeah, connection. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, when I was in the sea and I just looked around and there was all types of people mm having fun you know like they would there was old sort of granddads jumping the waves you know mm. there was sort of uh, you know old I don't know that sounds oldest but there was just there was young people yeah it's inclusive like, it's everyone being yeah. yeah everyone was doing this thing yeah. everyone was laughing everyone and was trying is. to catch the waves and bodyboard and mm. you know and it and I stood there and I was like this is mm. amazing and you know with that that kind of um I think that is really moving and that would be spiritual for me that whole inclusivity of it. it's almost like um you know all races all ages or you know it's that inclusivity and universality those moments when you go oh I'm the same I'm mm. the same as you you're the same as me and like um I was just thinking what a lovely image that is to be in the sea as well, because for me, like what is greater and more of a female metaphor and a female power than the sea? It's like, the, mm. you know, Mother Ocean. It's like, I know I'm going to get really woo as well. But you were you were in that incredibly powerful force, all of you together. Like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. And I think that and I think. Because in Brené Brown's book that I've just finished, I finished it last night, there's a, you know, she's, it's basically talking about spiritual disconnect, you know, and mm. because she's a sociologist, that taps into something, you know, back into my learning and things that I was interested in as a kid. Mm. Um, and she was saying, you know, there was a necessary time for us to go into groups to sort of, you know, to, to, become tribes you know because it's a necessary force so it was important for there to be communities you know strong communities of like I'm a feminist I'm a black feminist I'm a LGBTQT person you know I'm a sober person mm. like there, there's there's been a real need for that in terms of protection of the group mm. to find their space but now what she's talking about is that we've got a disconnect from others because, you know, we've stopped talking to our neighbours and we've stopped talking to people as a, as a kind of a bigger kind of forgiveness and understanding of our differences, basically. Mm. Um, and that's why there's so much kind of loneliness. And there's, I just find it really interesting and it's been a huge learning for me and a real forgiveness of of my young self you know because what I loved when I was sort of in my teens was being with my friends and yeah. going to festivals and going to raves and you know going on a mission and you know finding that collective 
joy. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because that is intrinsically something that we want. Yeah, it's very human. Um, um, it but... is to be human. It's like that that we're, we're pack animals. We just are. We need those connections. Yeah. But sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, but but you don't need... But something's got mashed up in the middle there mm. that, you know, drugs and alcohol have become an intrinsic part of that mm. collective experience. But it's it's not about that. It's actually about being yeah. with people. Like, you know, interesting, I was talking to my, my dad about football and my brother about football because, you know, I come from a really strong football family. Mm. Um and it is kind of their, you, you joke about it, but it's like their religion, you know, it's mm. hugely important. And dad sometimes needs to go to be in yeah. the stadium, you know, because yeah. it makes him feel yeah. connected. And uh, But interestingly, there's a massive rise of, of drug use in football, like, it, like mm. especially cocaine, um, which I guess it's a shift because alcohol has become very sort of looked upon in football and very mm. violent. So anyway... But it's like that's where it gets lost. Do you know what I mean? Because it's mm. then you're disconnecting. You're not there. You know? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? That group, so much of group behaviour, and has like you say, it's become confused. So we thought socialising. I mean, socialising. The word means to be social, to be together. But we see yeah. socialising as with a glass in our hand in the pub, or it looks like a certain construct. And actually, yeah, like you say, when you separate it out, it's the togetherness and the being together. And the, I mean, that, I'm sorry, but that's what I love about musical theatre. No, but that's what <laughs> I was going like, to say. And then, I you know, do we that can... and do that yeah. with someone. We all work towards a project together. We're working collectively. We go home, we do our homework, we come together. It's a bit bigger, it's a bit bigger. And we are all buzzing off each other. And half the time I think, God, I haven't actually even sat down and had a formal conversation with a couple of people. I wouldn't know uh anything about them but we have this massive connection and we have such a laugh and such a bond in our in our roles on you know as we're working towards our production and it's it it can look like all things and it can be all things and it is that together togetherness yeah 100% yeah and that's what I've written down as you know togetherness is is hugely key and you know and I've I've learned you know, that's so I instantly thought about you and, and I thought about people that do, you know, choirs or do sports, you know, yeah. and those are those things of like having that. You're not talking about like politics or talking about, you know, their how they feel about the world or whether you agree on everything. No. It's like you just are working towards a common purpose that yeah. makes you feel good. It's like um, a, a mutual being in the moment mm. rather than a, a cerebral connection. You are being and doing alongside people. Mm. And we've got used yeah. to sort of face-to-face -face communication and having to, you know, maybe the way we work, maybe the way... You know, like, I'm sorry, but how freaking boring would it be sitting in a pub talking? I am so... I mean, actually, my husband loves chatting shit to people for 24-7, but, oh, my God, it's like, how boring would that be? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what. Um, but we shoehorned ourselves into that with the drink in our hand, trying to make it less freaking boring for us than it was, and feeling mm. such a disconnect. And that was called socialising. That was supposed to be the together moment. You know, it's like 
Yeah, well, that's what um, what uh, I think it was Julia was saying that she just, you know, gone past all the bars and, and yeah. restaurants in Manchester going to the, like a, take her kids to a fair. Mm. And Julia, she's called, what's she called on Instagram? Taking... A no filter. No filter no sobriety. sobriety. And, she, you know, and she's just saying it just looked so boring, mm. you know. I love that. And um, so, yeah, all that and, and all that, mm. that that can be spirituality has been a real learning for me. It's like, mm. oh, right, you know, spirituality doesn't mean necessarily like church or doesn't yeah. mean necessarily. Well, and, and actually Even it doesn't being matter. Woo, you know. It doesn't mean you have to be sitting in silence contemplating. It's I think it's what lights your spirit up, literally. And what is your spirit, that bit in you that's just like, I'm the same as you. So what yeah. better place than a together place? Yeah, and I have to say, actually, you know, like, it, all of that doesn't matter. Like, I, I don't know, I still have a, quite a lot of forgiveness or a bit of learning to do around that because I'm a bit, I'm still a bit like, oh, that, you know, people shouldn't have to be embarrassed that they, I mean, I don't think they are, but that they believe in God or that they, you know, are spiritual. But for me, it's very, very, a very like uh, unspeakable topic and has been through my life. So that's mm. definitely like uh, an interesting sort of, yeah. yeah. Sort of, and, and the fact that that comes from being around other people, I, you mm. know, I, I like that because I've become quite insular, I think. Mm. And it's like, and that was a necessary step for me. But there's that shift of like, no, I am a social being, but it has know, to be the right sort of social. I think that's yeah. such a big thing, though, for people in like early sobriety. We've talked about it before, haven't we? About, about reframing socialising, about connecting with people, about finding other things that you love, right? But mm. I think what there is, is there's a lot of fake it till you make it. And like yeah. we're going, we go in with our army fatigues on, we go in with our, right, I'm going to play a game with this, I'm going to use this strategy, I'm going to use that strategy, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But at some point you come full circle and it's authentic and all mm. the dots are connected and it's embodied. And and then it actually, it's real, but do you know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, yeah. I, it sounds like what you've got to the point where all of that stuff like like connecting with people and you are a huge networker is obviously a really core thing for you and to yeah. then get to that place where right inside of you you have that connection gets made again in the company of other people and in mm. you are able to feel yourself and feel something greater all at the same time mm. it's like ah. Oh, I don't know that that's what what I'm hearing (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. and not all those you know not all the people there were were sober you know yeah um there was no alcohol there um and I kind of arrived expecting it to be very much about sobriety because that's kind of my jam um which one are we talking about the retreat yeah yeah the retreat in Ireland um and it, you know, it wasn't, it was, it was about sort of people searching to mm. develop their own creativity and to, and self-development and looking at themselves and looking at how they uh, interact with the world and interact yeah. with themselves. And there was a lot of self-compassion work. Um, but those people were my people too. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like a real bond with the women that were there, um, which 
which was, you know, very comforting too, mm. because it's like, I mean, they didn't care that there wasn't any booze there. Like, it's not going to... But that is, it, that's know. the next bit step of the evolution, isn't it? Yeah. That almost like Laura Willoughby was talking about, where you can just all be together in the pub or the community or wherever it is, and there can be drinkers, there can be non-drinkers, and there's none of that stigma attached to not drinking. Mm. So it's that make room for sober, and yeah. that feels very um, liberating listening to that because mm. it's almost like yeah. you've gone beyond it at that point, haven't you? Where yeah. it's become irrelevant, so you're all hanging out anyway, working on these journeys, and it's like, well, it's gotten there's no power there to it. So mm. perfect. Yeah. No. Um, so yeah, I've, I've, I've definitely like I think there's something around courage and around belonging and around um sort of owning my own self that I'm still working on but mm. is really interesting to me you know mm. yeah it does feel a bit like opening the going a bit a bit bit more a bit more deeper <laughs> going, going a bit deeper uh, yeah no just opening a bit more yeah but, and questioning my own um What's the word? Um, Deepness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not even a word, it's depth. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the word? Um, when you think things about things that aren't true. Um, Fantasies? No. Distortions? Bullshit. It will come. Bullshit. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot about, in Brene Brown's book about bullshit mm. as well. Is there? Yeah, going past my own bullshit on things. Yeah. Stereotypes. Stereotypes. There we go. There so you go. So, yeah, you know, that I have, I still have kind of um, judgment on certain things like, mm. you know, creativity, spirituality, um, magic, you know, stuff that mm. I loved as a kid, but I still have massive mm. kind of shut doors because of my own social um And I love upbringing. all that shit. So nice. I know. Well, you. One thing that was evident is that you know we are to we 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 work very well together because my masculine is, is very strong and, and your feminine. feminine is very strong. So yeah. we're good. You complete me, as Jerry, <laughs> Ma- <laughs> as Tom Cruise said in Jerry Maguire. <laughs> oh no! It wasn't. Oh yeah, it was him. If you haven't seen that film, you should. It's it's I still very good. Seen Jerry Maguire. No. Anyway, so then um, Jolene's uh, workshop. So our first, yeah, uh, love oh, yourself it was sober awesome. workshop. It was really awesome, and I'm not I'm not saying that just because we're like we did it, so it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like it really was so lovely to kind of meet people from the Facebook group and some soberistas that were there, just some dear sober sisters and then some people who just found it through Eventbrite. Mm. And it just felt like hugely celebratory to me. And, you know, that I think there was that bit because we were looking at nutrition well, Jolene was Jolene is like the fountiful knowledge, and she's looking at nutrition. And there was that bit the the sugar thing that raised its ugly head, and it's like, well, 
Yeah, but in early, you know, it, it, what the question that came up with, obviously not like eating loads of sugar is bad for you, but let's not look at it from we've got to give up loads of stuff. Let's look at it from how do we nourish? How do we put stuff in? What are we craving? Mm. And I loved the idea because I've been thinking about this, about I with my self-care sort of journey, a thing that I've always said is that so self-care begins with the question what do I need like that is it you know it's not a load of check boxes to see if you're being good or anything it's like what do I need right now so and sometimes that is that the Netflix and a Twix I'm sorry but it just bloody is and that's fine but when Jolene said what am I craving she talks about the craving brain and the Mm. neuroscience and all the neurotransmitters how to eat to make you know you you were saying doesn't she was saying the body informs the mind you know often Mm. you know we always assume that the mind informs the body and tells us how we feel but actually so much information comes from the gut and the neurotransmitters there so it was all looking at sort of dopamine and GABA 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 and um serotonin and the kind of foods you can eat the exercise you can do there's a quiz that you can do as well online somewhere that you can tell if which neurotransmitter might be deficient i i don't i think with that what i would say is i don't think we should put that in the notes because i think it's better if you have a bit of instruction with Jolene around that. I wouldn't want to send yeah, people absolutely. off to do that and then go and get loads of supplements. So just that makes sure you're working with a healthcare professional and and or, you know, someone who's an expert like Jolene. But so she was kind of giving some information about that. And she was saying, what am I really craving? And that really changed that question for me because I'm like, what do I need? Oh, I don't need. It elevated it to something stronger where I went, actually, I really am fucking craving something. It's not just, Mm. oh, I need, and I feel like I need this. It was like, I'm crying out for something here. And what I was crying Mm. out for often in the the Easter holiday, um, quite seriously, is some uh, solitude and peace. Mm. And because it's so busy, because I'm an introvert, because I... I start to go into meltdown and I can't function and then I get crabby with everyone and I feel guilty. It's like I I so need to lie on that yoga mat or curl into a ball or just, just quiet everything down. So actually saying, you know, we talk about cravings with alcohol, don't we, especially the early days, triggers, cravings, sugar cravings, all of this, but saying what am I really craving? I just think that's a great question mm. and that's really helped me you know it helps me that question yeah you know and um and I think what came out of that well there's two things for me um one thing I I, it completely threw me that I didn't know who everyone was I was I was like thought because I, I think it's because I'm a teacher or because I don't know but I expected to like be able to place everyone straight away so I do apologize for anyone that I was just like who are you? Where did, you know, how do you do, like, is it Instagram? Is it the group? These, (laughs) you know, people just arrived. And so I had to kind of quickly change my tact, but it was just because I, I was confused by not placing them. So Mm. uh, I think the next workshop, my question will be, how did you find out about today? (laughs) will be a better (laughs) question. Um, But I think it's because I, 
Yeah, I just, uh, well, I was quite overwhelmed by the whole thing anyway. But oh, um, me too. And do you know what I love? I'm sorry, you were about to launch into something else. No, no, else. that's okay. That, well, we went around the group and just, just introduced ourselves and, and just sort of one word about how we were feeling. And there mm. was some apprehension there. There was, you know, we looked at, uh, you know, some people were quite scared. Some people were, mm. like, excited. Um, I've just felt totally overwhelmed, like yeah. just going, what, blah, blah, brain, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. um, and then we did some looking at somatic awareness and breathing exercises, just kind of really quick tips as well. Not like, mm. all right, you've got to go off to the mountains and study yoga for 25 years. It was like, right, if you do four, seven, eight breathing, so you breathe in for four, hold for seven, breathe out for eight counts, that kicks off your your parasympathetic nervous system so you go out of fight flight doing mode to being mode and you can calm your adrenals down Mm. and I mean and that and I think and by the end when everyone said their word everyone was just like a bit better you know like we all just felt either much better or a bit better and a lot more comfortable and and there was just grins and smiles and chats and I just I just still felt feel lit up by it really what were you going to say? Well, it was that togetherness, wasn't mm. it? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, what what I found interesting, there was a quite a lot, there were a fair few people that worked in, um, you know, some incredibly challenging jobs. So working with, with trauma, working in mm. psychology, working with autistic kids, you know, there was, uh, or had, through knowing them through the group, have had extremely challenging times in their life. And people knew a lot about what to do but they weren't doing it for themselves yeah, there yeah, was yeah, that yeah. that that kind of um permission mm. thing that still needs really looking at and um worthiness you know mm. it was like you know that other person is worthy of these things mm. but I'm not worthy of them or I'm not worthy of looking after my body or you know of or looking at trauma or so sort of, yeah, looking at my hobbies like or like, looking at my hobbies you yeah know, and fun and mm, stuff and that's why we're looking at it, that sort of holistic which is kind of what we do with coaching you know looking at the, all of those areas that make us well and looking at where the imbalances are so mm. but I found um some of those very you know I loved the idea of um adding stuff in and nourishing and yeah not you know, because it could be so easy to go down that route with nutrition um, mm. to just be like, well, that's bad and that's bad. And Jolene was very careful to really kind of push that point that none of them are bad. It's like, but w- w- well, let's ask ourselves a bigger question and then work out how we can feel better and then work with our bodies. So, yeah. you know. So when I yeah. said, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, that, that was the point. I won't go on about that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, no. And I think that's really important. To, like none of this is should be hard or no. hateful or beating yourself up. No. Like this is about like um, you see, exploration. Yeah. And, and if it makes you uh, feel good, that's the good. That's the kind of like, oh, okay, well, let's have a bit more of that then. If that makes yeah. you feel crap okay, let's have a bit less of that then. So it, it, that's the lovely thing about self-care and nourishment is it's it's not meant to be like, oh, God, I haven't done yoga today and I really should. It's like, oh, God, I need to just lie on the floor and look at the sky for a bit. Oh, that feels a bit better. That's fine. That's self-care. It's, mm. it's just, it mm-hmm. looks like what it what makes you feel better. Um, 
yeah and that brings so her, me on to, to her, her her nourish acronym i looked mm. it up so nourish so this is sort of the basis but uh, again you know go and search for jolene's work because she's an amazing amazing teacher and she she has her own community um so nourish is notice nature um observe your breath unite with others replenish with food initiate movement sit in stillness and harness your creativity mm, so that's the, the the basis of kind yeah. of of her her work which mm. i love yeah i had to sing it <laughs> do you know you've just reminded me then because listening to those words made me feel better and it reminded mm. me of something i did yesterday and i think it's because i'm doing some coursework at the moment and i was looking at empowering beliefs and empowering words and there was a great site and it I, it might be called something like empoweringwords.com I, th- I don't think it is but it was like 500 words that are all really really positive so it's like mm. the, the positive dictionary the positive thesaurus and I I read it and I thought oh I know I was thinking of printing it out and just putting it up on the wall for my kids you know so that because mm. they, they moan so much at the moment so I was thinking oh let's just kind of literally saturate ourselves with the with like really positive language and see what happens you know so it's just you know that um yeah yeah and this curiosity is, I, and positivity know, yeah I know that there was um like a de- there was a debate on on English TV about like drinking mums or or something. Mm. Um, we were invited to do it, but it was like the day it was like tomorrow or something, and it was not not feasible. Mm. But I, so I've been thinking a lot about what I would have said if I was on there and what I you know. I mean, my first question would be, what are the benefits of drinking for parenting? That would have been my first question. You know, and I, I'm sure a lot of the answers would have been about them. Well, I like to socialize. It's good for me. It's something I've always done. It makes me, it's like, okay, that's all about you. But actually being a parent, like mm. actual parenting, which is the reason why Anne Hathaway stopped drinking, because she, it doesn't fit with her model of parenting. Mm. Like, what is there good about drinking? That would have been my first question. Mm. And my other sort of remark would have been how much this learning and self-development has impacted on me positively about being a parent Mm. like I you know I caught my son um about 11 o'clock last night writing in his journal Mm. because I'd said to him if you can't sleep and if you've got stuff that's you know building up inside of you and it's making you feel bad inside, you know, Mm. write about it. It's for you. No one will ever read it. I won't, you know, just write about it. All of that has come from the development mental work Mm. I've done since quitting drinking. So it's like, not only I don't think that there's anything you can positively add about being a pet, actually, you know, the job of parenting, you mean the the job Mm. of parenting, which is related to drinking alcohol on the other side, there's massive things that you could mm. say about the what what being sober adds to your parenting. Mm. So that would have been my rant for Good Morning Britain and, and or whatever I think it was. You, yeah, no, and I think they're really good points. And I, I think that you we we have to be so careful because again, it's almost like with Jolene's workshop. As soon as you look at it, uh, some of these areas, people start feeling bad 
Mm. And like, for example, saying, you know, uh, you know, what is it I actually need and what's actually going to help me? Like asking yourself better questions. Um, and it, 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 it's like, OK, when as a mum you or a dad, you reach for that glass of wine, you reach for that beer or whatever. Look, if you are, if you don't have any problems with drinking and you know it's like the odd social thing look it's fine like it's not all bad and it's not but so often it will tip over to a drunken argument because actually what you needed was some space and some support and you both needed Mm. a break from the kids right so you ended up having an argument or then mum actually yeah really and often I think it's about that space it's about support it's about a bit of fun so you end up drinking far too much and then hating yourself the next day and not being able yeah. to get out with the kids. And then you hate yourself even more. So what I would say is actually parenting's a really, really, really tough job, an amazing job, a rewarding, like my raison d'etre at the moment. Um, but it's, it is tough. And so it's about, again, asking yourself, what am I craving? What do I need? Mm. And not just putting the band over band-aid over it with the alcohol and just showing your kids that that is how you deal with life's problems. And if it's that, then it's, you know, that that's probably what my point would be. Yeah. And just again about asking better questions, asking about what do we need? What do we need as a family? What do I need right now? What do I need to relax? What do I need to connect? What do I need to make me feel inspired and, and live? you know mm. but i can imagine that going down really well on good morning tv they'd be like you fucking hippie what are you talking about <laughs> then going right thank you bye bye going to a tunnel bye bye mute yeah. that's me yeah. it. I don't know, just we we i think we're too sweary for morning yeah, tv no. just... surely not. do you know we ought to wrap it up because we're 41 yeah, minutes I know, yeah. we haven't even talked about what i learnt. No, well, we'll do that. We're going to do a double episode, aren't we? Okay, so, so I'll, I'll talk about what I learned next time. All right. Then. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, so what's your um, tip of the day? Oh, I haven't even thought about that. Um, my tip of the day would be, oh, I think it just self, self-care and asking yourself, what am I craving and what, what do I need or what am I craving? You know, maybe re- reframe some of the questions if they're not quite, doing it maybe there's a different word that you can work Mm. with I don't know maybe that's slightly changing and it might just hit the spot for you know because I was going to say that a lot of people seem to struggle over the bank holiday weekend we're going to talk about that aren't we yeah Um, the next episode you know like it wasn't just it was like Christmas with the sunshine so Mm. I mean and, and I struggled I didn't want to drink but I struggled I felt so stressed and I wanted to not feel how I was feeling with all, you know, with suddenly I hadn't prepped for it. So it's really weird, actually. So I think it's really worth looking at Easter and high days and holidays. But anyway, back to my tip of the day. Yeah, sort of have a little think about what, um, yeah, what you need or what you are craving. Yeah, and I think that ties in with what I was going to say. My tip of the day is, is if you like, because for me, you know, Amanda Grace's work and that creativity and journaling, mm. you know, the, the idea of self-expression through written words and art. Yeah. I craved for that. Like yeah. it was something that I, I saw about a year and a half ago or whatever 
and I kept seeing and I kept seeing her work and the way that she talks about it. And it, it lit a, a fire in my belly just a little mm. bit, you know. And I know that some people in our group, they've been like, oh, I, I like that. And it's like, mm. don't, don't shut yourself off to that, you know. Just uh, nurture those little mm. fires of kind of intrigue around uh, hobbies and around other mm. things that you can do. Uh, it's scary. I mean, I felt like that with yoga for so long, where I was like, oh, mm. I think I'd like that. But I didn't go because I was afraid of going. Mm. And actually, I only went because someone booked me in. Mm. You know, that's how frightened I was about turning up on my own. Um, but you you know, you know what you mm. need and what you want. It's just it can be quite frightening. Um, but, you know, that's why group support is is so great because mm. we can you know cheer each other on and stuff so yeah reason sure. to love sober then well I was just thinking as you said that um I I reached my uh, thousand day yeah. sober date uh a week ago congratulations ago. and what was really lovely right so I have a real hate hate relationship with Facebook it's actually I kind of love it because I love our group yeah. But I also feel like, well, I should be able to talk about this and I should be able to talk about it. So occasionally I do an end a random post and then I'm like, and nobody liked it from my, you know... From the real world. Friend, yeah, like on the ground sort of thing. And um, and I posted about... and But often I don't, I don't share anything very real. It might be a news item or it might be a something or it might be the odd thing. But I did, and I and I posted this 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 thousand day thing, and I said, you know, it's it, well, I did nine 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 days, because um, I always peak too early, and I um, <laughs> said it was like since that that day, and it was my sister in law's birthday, who's and she died last year, and um, and I just sat there and I wrote this post about how it felt that day. Mm. And what and the promise I made to myself and that I knew it wasn't for everyone, but this is what it was about for me. So and then I posted it on my general like family, friends, aunties, friends, old lady down the road who happens to be part of the musical theatre group. And then I was like, oh, geez, what have I done? And and actually I got so many lovely, lovely responses. And mm. I really felt like my reason to love sober was the possibility of I think it goes back to what you said about connection it's like it, it allowed me to have the courage to do that to and it gave me the clarity to be able to articulate it and then that gave me the opportunity for people to see me and then that gave me the opportunity to connect and that was mm. wider than the sober community and I've actually had a couple of messages from people friends of friends of friends of friends saying actually can I talk to you about this because actually da 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 so it, it's you know mm. it's widened the net a little bit yeah so, yeah and it sounded like um I think the problem with social media is because it's kind of a machine you know sometimes it feels a bit well I feel sometimes that like there's those should would could should post mm, yeah. messages you know mm. and when it comes when you get those moments where it's like a truly a true authentic moment. yeah post and a truly you know yeah comes from somewhere very special mm. that that shines through doesn't it so that's really really lovely 
Good on you, dude. What about yours? What's your reason to love sober? Um, well, I, I mean, we're going to talk about it in the next episode, but I've actually, like, you know, over these holidays, I've slept in... I mean, I was away for 10 days with the kids, sort of around London, seeing friends. You know, I slept with the kids in the room for most of it. We stayed in five different houses. Um, you know, I was pretty tired, but I've done so much work on all of that, you know, and I, I survived, like, I, you know, and um, and me and the kids are good, you know. Um, I'm, I've, I feel very content with where I'm at and I know that that's because I don't drink I oh, just yeah. I know it that's it's the, the anchor of everything yeah. so so totally true yeah it is the anchor we mm. talked about getting anchor tattoos didn't we and then I we said did. it might make us look like Doc Bait <laughs> <laughs> and on that note and on that note <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go okay so if you've got any if you've if you're immediately concerned about your drinking um the please do we feel like you can reach out um contact us at at, um the site or you know join a group one of the many groups out there like club soda or she recovers soberistas um you know maybe uh what did we say was alcohol change yeah it's now alcohol change but it used to be um Alcohol, alcohol concern of loads of agencies of local support and just don't feel alone um there's lots of us out out here um and you know we're really happy to and obviously on instagram as well so you know just stay safe everyone and we'll um see you next week for more chat bye bye